everybody, welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before you get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials linked down below. Also, we were close to 400 subscribers, so make sure you hit the subscribe button as well. Thank you for the support so far, especially in the YouTube shorts. Audio listeners, make sure you guys download it, rate it, and review it as well. Before we continue, uh, just, just a heads up, we dropped our NHL tier list this past weekend on Saturday, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, All-star edition, mid-season ones as well this week be ready we're dropping a couple of extra videos for you guys hope we hope that are bangers so hope you guys enjoy make sure you guys uh check those ones out as well we'll keep it a surprise for right now um without further ado let's just get right into it not nfl once again we're gonna save that for next episode because that's the last episode before the super bowl we're gonna go nba this time just because a we haven't done that in a while but b the trade deadline is approaching and uh on february 8th so I guess one of the videos might be depending on how the trades go. We might drop an extra episode on Friday for you guys because the deadline is on Thursday. But a team that I want to start off with, a team that's been probably both of our disappointing teams for the most part of the year, the Golden State Warriors. Currently sitting outside of a playoff spot. Uh, as of this recording, they lost in overtime to the Atlanta Hawks. Coming off two, a big win against the Sixers and a, a win against the Grizzlies. But under 500, Steph is still playing like an, uh, uh, should be playing like an MVP. I know he had a stretch where he was struggling. But your thoughts on the Warriors so far? And then let's get into the, We're going to combine the trade talk as well with the, some of the teams we talk about. Yeah, they've been absolutely dreadful. Uh, just the simplest way to put it. A lot of issues off the court with Draymond Green. Like I said, bro, Steph was my MVP pick. The main reason is that like he's going to have to like carry them on their back. And he's not doing enough with the carry because everything around him is just not going well. Obviously, Clay Thompson, valid excuse, is not a not the same Clay Thompson. Up and down. Um, Andrew Wiggins has been struggling. Draymond Green, you already know about him. And then their unsung hero, kind of keeping the team together right now, is I don't even know how to say his last name again, but Brandon their rookie. Podzinski? Podzinski, well, yeah. There's him, but. Um, Draymond on the court has been decent. It's just the off-court issues. But yeah, no, obviously the rookie um, is playing well, but you got to give a shout-out to Jonathan Kuminga. This yeah, is, as well. Kuminga this is his stats good. in the last couple of games here. His overall stats right now are they're 15 points per game. The guy who called out Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr gave, actually shout-out him, gave him an opportunity. Uh, his last couple of games, uh, Atlanta was 16 points, but before that, it was 29 points, 26 points, 22 points, 31 points, 25 points, 20 points, 28 points, 24 points. So since January 12th, everything's been above 20, except for the last game. which you, then you could Above 15. It's like he's doing what he's supposed to do yeah. at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah, shooting amazing as well. Uh, if you're averaging 15, that, that's a good average to have. But yeah, uh, yeah, the concerns with this team, I thought they were going to be a bounce-back team this year. Now, here's what I got to say with the Golden State Warriors. I know they have... I We, we know a person who's a huge fan of them, but... Uh, just in general, when I see on Twitter, is that they want to fire Steve Kerr. I don't think he gets fired because it's Steve Kerr. I don't think he uh, he's that coach that w- has... His coach is synonymous enough that like if you want to let him... He wants to walk away or you guys do a mutual agreement, that's the way to do it. Kind of like the Pete Carroll situation. Um, but I could see... I guess there is too stagnant. A lot of changes haven't been made uh, offensively or whatever. Again, I... Since once the NFL season ends, we'll be tuning into a lot more basketball and NHL in general. But I, don't, I like I said, I don't think he gets fired. I think he deserves a respect still. But it might this might be the year where they might do a change because 
this off this past off season they changed uh GMs. Yeah. Right? Bob Myers stepped away. He's doing stuff for ESPN now. Obviously he has that consulting role with the the Washington Commanders side of things. But Warriors are a team that are usually do not make trade deadline moves or in season moves in general. I don't outside of that D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins one, I don't recall any especially significant yeah, ones. No, nothing. Really. Uh, on the top of my head, could be wrong, but from what I see, they don't usually do that. Um this might be the year that you do it. Right? I'm a Laker fan. We saw what happened last year. Uh the dreadful start under five hundred for most of the year till like the um first half of the year. We made some moves and we became a we made it to the Western Conference Finals. I still think this Warriors team is going to make the playoffs or at least the play-in and then probably the playoff because they're that good. You have Steph Curry. The Warriors need to make moves because here's the reason why. Steph Curry dropped 60 and you lost. We literally were talking about which player will drop 70 next, and I said Steph Curry. He was obviously 10 points short of that. but So he's still playing well. Obviously, Draymond Green's helping on the defensive side of things. Uh, Clay Thompson again has he, he played well against the Lakers, but again he has he like you said he ain't the same guy. He hasn't been a consistent shooter for the most part. Uh, but you know, I still believe in depth three chemistry that you add the right pieces around them. You got to do it. There's no Bob Myers, Mike Dunleavy. It's time to step up and let's see what you could do. I'm not saying you're gonna finesse some trades like Boston Celtics have done over the years or the Lakers last year's deadline, but you got to look at something. You guys didn't want Pascal Siakam because John, um, you didn't want to throw in Jonathan Kuminga. And at the time, it made sense to throw Jonathan Kuminga. Now it's tough. I get that. But if you're saying that you're going to trade Andrew Wiggins, who's taking on that contract? That's the main concern, right? Like, you got to partner him with something, whether it be a couple of picks, Moses Moody. You got to do something because there's names out there like Mikel Bridges. Uh, I know the Nets. I'm, I'm going to talk about the Nets later, but like I think you should make a run at like a guy like Mikel Bridges. Obviously, DeJounte Murray was linked to them a little bit. Um, Bruce Brown. Like I'm not saying go out there and make a splash. right? Do what the Lakers did last, last year. Get some guys, get some dogs, as people want to say it, uh, to help on the defensive you, side of things. you got to surround Steph. Yeah. Right? And uh, the best way to surround Steph is to have defense around them. Defense and well. maybe even shooting. Just like and more shooting. Yeah, some shooting. Just a guy, another guy who gets their own bucket, right? At the end of the day, Clay Thompson is a catch and shoot guy now, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I just, he's been out for so long. That's what he has to do now. Draymond can't have three. Wiggins, you already know what the hell's going on with him. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with him, I mean. And then, yeah, who else going to hit the three ball really consistently? The Warriors are one game out of a playing spot. They're five games out of a um, playoff spot even, right? And again, Lakers made a huge run last year. You have Steph Curry. It's like you have AD and LeBron, you're going to go on a run. You have Steph Curry and you have a team around him playing properly, you'll go on a run. I have, I believe that, right? There's, But then you can't, Warriors fans also can't, like, listen, do I want to trade Jonathan Kuminga now? Probably not. But if, you, if obviously if it's a player like Mikel Bridges randomly becomes available, then I would. But Steph, right now the lineup is, I think they run Steph, Clay. Uh, Dre, um, I think Huminga starts now with uh, with Dre, like Dre one of the five. Like, yeah. I don't know if Wiggins starts, so I'll double check that right now for you. But outside of that, I still think they need a big body. I, Kevin Looney, Trace Jackson Davis has playing well. He's been playing well. Kevin Looney's an underrated piece of this Warriors dynasty that they had. A name like like a two person uh, trade you can make. Potentially, and they were linked to Caruso. Is one why not go get Caruso and Andre Drummond? 
I'm not saying Drummond needs to start because I know the spacing is going to be atrocious yeah. <laughs> with Draymond. But Draymond plays on the perimeter as a playmaker anyways, right? Imagine Drummond getting second chance boards. Who's Drummond, in, at least in my our generation, is the greatest rebounder. I'm not saying he's better than Dennis Rodman. I'm saying like at least this, this part of the generation, he is the greatest, if not one of the greatest rebounders of all time, right? He's always been there. Give him a simple role. He'll get rebounds for you. He'll dish it out to your shooters, right? Um, Caruso for defense. He's been all and he had all defense caliber for the last couple of years. Partnering him with Steph, because you know, we know, yes, Clay, like you said, may not have that step to be a uh, three and D guy. Yeah, he'll still be a decent defender. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But he ain't the same Clay Thompson before injuries, right? In terms of that, do small moves like that. Get some dogs, and you'll be fine. Because Steph Curry is so elite that he'll give you an opportunity no matter what. He's a guy you can't guard, whether it be on ball, off the ball. Yeah, he, he alone creates so much space for other players yeah, around 100%. him. And then, yeah, we say a lot like basketball, you can't carry in basketball, but you do need help. And Steph needs some help desperately because he, he can't do it himself this year. 60 and you lose. Yeah, that, it, that's just a clear evidence right there. If you drop 60 and you lose, then you know the people around you are not good enough. Yeah, so like the lineup was Kaminga, Wiggins, Green, Curry, Thompson. And Thompson, like I said, he's shooting 37 from three, but then he's ve- very inconsistent this year, right? Like 41% from the field, not the case. And then if you have Draymond, Draymond played well against Embiid before Embiid got hurt that game, um, his defensive stats. So if a guy like Mikel Bridges gets available somehow, I'm sorry you throw in a Kuminga. You're telling me what team is going to get past Mikel on the perimeter <laughs> with the Draymond playing down post defense? Yeah, that that just improves it dramatically, right? And there. he's a three and D, a three and like, D guy. I don't know you're gonna, they're they're gonna. It can't be one move for the Warriors. It has to be multiple mini moves for them. A uh, a Crusoe, a Bridges could be their biggest flash, but like minor things, adding like Crusoe, adding Drummond, right? Adding then make the big splash from Mikel Bridges. Your defense improved dramatically, right? Now. Yeah, because like the Lakers got Vanderbilt. Yeah, he was overlooked upon, right? And obviously he's injured now. We'll talk about the Lakers later on. But that's a type of... If you could find like a guy like that, just a dog who could just play defense, yeah, he might not be the greatest shooter, but can come on the court and just hold the game. If you're leading, put a guy in to play defense, go get a guy like that, right? Because there's availabilities, right? You ha- There's no... Okay, if Moses Moody is not playing much, and let me see his stats, like 34 games he's played, four he started, eight points per game, 0.8 assists per game, three, and his shooting splits aren't... Like, he's 48% from the field. 35 from three is, like, a little below league average in the current NBA. It's just 35 right is just, like, the bare minimum. 35.8, so 36. You, could get, you could get away with 35. That you have salary fillers with Chris Paul, and you have salary filler with Andrew Wiggins. Chris Paul is more valuable than Andrew, Andrew Wiggins right now, but, again, you're not going to get much in return. Isn't Paul injured? He's injured, but I'm yeah. saying, like, if you were to, like, package him and trade him, he could help a team in later on. Like Russell Westbrook buyout situation from last year, Kyle Lowry this year, right? So, like, what the Lakers did, they, they made their mini moves. You know, they had, like, a Rui Hachimura, and then they went through a big splash where they got rid of Westbrook and got in, like, uh, Russell and Vanderbilt. And Beasley. And Beasley time. as well. So, that's what we're going to do. they got to make, like, one decent splash. Mikel Bridges could be that splash. Again, that's on the... I, don't, I won't blame the Warriors much on that because the Brooklyn Nets, I have a bone to pick with them about that. But, yeah, like, honestly, the Golden State Warriors are right there. Warriors fans... Comment down below what you guys think, but they're not right there. They gotta make a couple moves. Yeah, to be so right that's there. that's pressures on Don Levy yeah. because 
Rob Palenka made finesse moves somehow, right? Yeah, he exactly. made moves. He went out and made a Patrick Beverly for Mo Bamba move, which obviously ultimately had no effect on the on their team. But like you said, Rui Hachimura for a bunch of seconds. Kyle Kuzma. I'm not saying he's a great re- defense, defensive player. But he's a guy who can get his own shot, right? Get his own shot and space the floor. Exactly. And that's what you also need to. Like, there's many issues with the Warrior team. Defense, yeah. a second option, kind of. We're not saying Kuzma is going to be a second option, but like... When you have Curry being the first option, you could get away with Kuzma being a second option. You and, could and the fact, in the sense of creating their own shot, not not like you know running the offense. Yeah, and I mean, look at it. Wiggins was a second option during the championship year. Yeah, and w- Wiggins was playing great. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I think it's a. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, you can't. It can't be internal. You can't. You can't rely on these guys picking up their game again, uh, especially if, um, Clay, and Wiggins just because you know they've been so in- inconsistent. I'm not saying get rid of Clay. But yeah, Wiggins and Paul definitely are your salary fillers. Moody has to be gone. You're not giving a Moody any time anyway, so Moody's ruining his development as a young player himself because yeah. he doesn't get on the court. Yeah, uh, Moody's minutes per game are eight, so he kind of does get on the court. It's 18 per game. I don't know how it has been recently. But again, it's not like as impactful like Kuminga has been recently, right? Yeah. But like I said, like DeJounte Murray, Mikel Bridges, Kyle Kuzma are like the big names that you could look at this free agency market because there's obviously no bigger names available, in my opinion, unless someone comes out of nowhere. I don't think DeRozan would be a fit on that team. No. Personally. So like Kyle Kuzma, like Kyle, if not Siakam, Kyle Kuzma's the next best guy. I'm not saying he's a defender. Then you go out and try to get an Alex Caruso or any other defender. However, if we could get DeJounte Murray, a 2 and one there, who's a bucket himself and could play defense, be a, my, that's perfectly fine with me. You could do a lineup with the, uh, Clay, Steph, DeJounte, Draymond, um, and probably Kuminga. If it, if, unless you have to get Kuminga in this trade, I don't know. I think you, I think you could... Avoid a Kuminga in this deal. You, but Alana, I think in the Bridges one, they're gonna definitely ask Kuminga. Atlanta will ask for Kuminga. That's the problem. I know, but I think you could get away with. Like that. here's the thing: the Lakers really know the. I Lakers. don't think you get away with a Mikel Bridges. The, here's the thing with Dejounte: the, the there, there's the Lakers offer with D'Angelo Russell, Jalen Hood, Shafino, and a first right now. I believe that's the three. The Warriors might need to throw in Kuminga. <laughs> yeah. Might need to, but I'm I'm not saying they should for yeah, that. Yeah. Right? Like it depends on the offers, but like if you could get a Dejounte Murray, great. But I think getting a Kyle Kuzma and just a a big like and try to make a trade with the Bulls for Drummond Caruso I think that could get it done but if you guys don't do anything unfortunately Warriors I still think you're if you go on a hot streak great but you guys have not shown us that right difference between teams in the past they've made moves at the deadline or during right before the deadline and then they made they made this run like LeBron made all those moves as uh, remember that Isaiah Thomas trade and all that yeah, yeah. He, and they still made the NBA finals yeah right the Lakers last year, as many times I've said it, were one of those teams, right? So you guys need to make a move. If you guys don't, you guys ain't gonna be even in a play. On, play. Honestly, you, guys, you guys might barely squeak, squeak into the play-in. You but might not in even, the playoffs. You, you'll be bounced out you, early. You might not even make the play-in as, uh, if you don't. And if that comes down to that, we might be looking at a, a blow-up situation in the offseason too. Yeah. Right. If they don't make a play-in spot. I think last question with this. I think this is this the last year of Steve Kerr, especially if they don't do anything. F- fired or not, a mutual agreement to leave or not, whatever you look at it. Because Warriors fans are say, saying, get I don't rid know. of Kerr. I think he might do a Brad Stevens, just go in the front office. <laughs> so who knows? So Pete <laughs> yeah. Carroll? <laughs> yeah, basically. That but too. yeah, um, that's that's my thoughts on the Warriors. Do you agree, disagree? What do you I think? agree with everything you said, right? Like they have been bad. They have to do something if they want to do anything this year. 
And if not, <laughs> rebuild might be an option in the offseason if they don't do anything as well. Yeah, it's tough to rebuild when you have Steph Curry. I know, but I could I could see that happening now because if you don't make the play in, like... Yeah, it's I, I just don't see it because it's Steph Curry and you got to figure out moves. You just got to figure out a lot of moves. Clay Thompson, I think, is a free agent, but... So you got to figure out some stuff there. I think the other burden is that Steph may not want to get rid of a Clay Thompson or a Draymond Green if a trade were to come, which, f- fair, whatever. But let's see what happens with that. But yeah, that's another team you want to talk about. Let's go to the top this time. Yeah. Let's talk about the OKC Thunder. Um, hint, hint, something coming out this week. That's all I'm going to say. Um, this is a weird team that they have the assets, right? They're top. They're tied at top of the standings right now. Are they gonna fall? Maybe because the Clippers are on a heater and they might take their one game off first place as is. They're obviously not a contender. We know that. This is a team that I think they should just go into the playoffs, get the experience, right? Everybody else but Shea and I guess Lou Dort in a way. Um, yeah. But they'll get more as yeah, yeah, more yeah. bigger roles, right? I still think they need to make a move on the big man side of things because as elite Chet is, I still think. He, well, there's no backup big, in my opinion. and Yeah, the thing with this is, right, we're not saying that they should make a splash. They, they're, they're not doing anything, right, as in, like, upgrade their team. They're just going to fill a roster spot, get a guy like Drummond, like we mentioned many times before, backup big, right? And uh, because of that, you fill up your roster spot, you fill up your backup big spot. It's not going to change your team or anything. You're not the same team going to playoffs, right? We're not telling you to make a big splash. We're just telling you to fill a need. Here's the thing. If, if it is a drum in, but I have another name out, added there that could fit the Warriors as well because I mentioned DeJounte Murray. Um, for, but with Drummond, sticking with Drummond, I think Drummond's a perfect spot for the um, the Thunder because A, he's, still, he's a vet in the league. I'm not saying he's this elite player, he's, right? But second chance points. Imagine with Drummond and Chet on the floor together because Chet could space, right? So it's not like Chet is going to clog the court with Drummond. I'm not saying Drummond starts with Chet, but at certain points, you could play them together when you need to. Like when you're playing a big lineup teams in the future. I'm not saying, and Drummond hasn't been this elite, elite rim protector or anything. He's a, he is an undersized center compared to other people. I think he has 6'10", if I'm not mistaken. But a rebounding ability, you have two elite rebounders plus Shea. And you're giving Shea second chance opportunities. And the way Shea has been playing, some eyes, some people's eyes, he's might be, he might be MVP, maybe even mine. But that's like those make small moves. Can you get playoff proven players? That could be available for cheap. Yeah, like, this is not the year to get rid of all your assets to go all in, right? Yeah. You, you need to be patient in that sense. But, like, just small moves, fill out some roster needs to, you know, maybe help propel your team a little bit. With the exception of one player, and I'm going to say it for almost every team, Mikel Bridges. Like, that's yeah. that's the team, you, if, if, if they want to make a move, Mikel Bridges, obviously Siakam and OG are gone. I, I put those three in one thing. Because Miguel Bridges is probably going to be a third option on this team. Again, yeah. in my opinion. I think that... And, he, ha- and he has finals experience on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to leave the Mikhail... Again, I'm going to leave Mikhail Bridges there. And you, you, have the, you have the assets that potentially the Nets are looking for, even though the Nets are rejecting five first-rounders for him, which, again, we'll talk about... I mean, no he has a... Freaking 15, And they have young pieces. Like, Trey Mann is not playing much. Isaiah Joe. Honestly, um, like, you can even get rid of Giddy if you want to. Yeah. Right? Just because, you know, get rid of the off-court issue. Well, I think that's solved now. I know, but still, it could be a distraction. We don't know as well. So, yeah. So, that's Thunder. Thunder, like, at the end of the day, don't need to do much. Just fill out some roster needs unless some people do get available. 
then you should just pounce on, pounce on the opportunity, whether it be this deadline or even the offseason as well. Yeah, so OKC, um, question for them, though. Do you think they still stay top four, or do you think they could drop to, like, six? No, they're staying top they're four. Six, they're six games up clear of a playing spot right now. I think they're top four. They're All right. Uh, they, have, they, don't, they, don't, they don't give me a reason not to really drop them. Okay, let's move on to a, a similar team who are out of a playoff spot right now, but are just on the cusp of a playoff spot. Um, seven seed New Orleans Pelicans. Um, similar similar situation, but actually not similar situation. Sorry, they've been there slightly before. They're a team that if they're going, they're going right. Their situation is similar with the Thunder in a sense that they have excess of excess excess of assets, right? You got guys like people that might not be playing as much as they should. Like this is this is their guards right now. No, they have Jose like Alvarado. Yeah. Stud, right? Defensively. Dyson Daniels. Jordan Hawkins. Herb Jones. CJ McCollum. Trey Murphy. Right? These all are usually playing <laughs> at some point. So some of them are losing minutes because of it. Forwards-wise, it's Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance, uh, Zion Williamson, and then it's uh, Jonas Valanciunas and their backup center is Cody Zeller. So that means some of those guards are playing big. There's one missing piece from here, is, and we, we've said it before. It's that true point guard. That true point guard. And can you, I don't know, again, not sure who's going to be available right now. That might be more of an offseason find unless, like I said, Kyle Lowry is the perfect spot here. If Chris Paul gets available, come back to New Orleans is the perfect spot for him. But again, those are guys are not the elite, elite options at the moment. Tyus Jones is that option as well. But a, a player that I'm going to bring up right now is Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Brogdon. Again, I'm not saying he's a that I think he's a better point guard ability than CJ, as good as CJ is. And he might not be that true point guard like the other I don't think he mentioned. is true, yeah. He's not true. But point I still guard. think leadership wise, the three and D ability of what he has done, it he fits this team perfectly, in my opinion, in that sense. Yeah, because he, he, he can. partner. I can, I can see that I can see that, but I think these guys need, need someone like true, like a full on organized offense type thing. Like I would love to see Brogdon in New Orleans. I don't think Brogdon is that his ability, his best ability is his three and three ability. His not his best ability not to run the offense, organize everything, right? I think they need that more. But I, I, that's a shout though. That's a good shout too. Yeah. So like that's because they're this Pelicans team. If they get hot, are a dangerous team. They are. They're, they're always an injury away. We know that with yeah. Zion and even Brandon Ingram. Unfortunately, they they need to make a move in the offseason. I think they have too much there. Rumors are Brandon Ingram. You may just get him, and he'll, you get the most assets out of Brandon Ingram, the way he's been playing. That's a more of an off-season talk. I don't think you make that move now, obviously. But New Orleans is a is they're playing they're playing well. Like I said, they're currently twenty eight and twenty one. They're literally right there in the playoff spot. They're just outside of it. But yeah, um, that's a team I would like to. That's a team I would like to see make some moves to make them better. Can you get that point guard? In Tyus Jones, or if it's Malcolm Brogdon, I'm fine with that as well. But we'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's go talk about a disappointing team right now, as of late, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, they always they always find a way. They always find they're a way. Three to get their hopes above. up. They're only three games above. They always find a way to get their hopes up and then crumble. I mean, Luca's doing everything he can. He's second in points in the league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, one of their biggest issues we're gonna glare out when they're losing is going to be their defense right because they're putting a lot on Derek Lively <laughs> as a as a rookie 
So to, to hold it together the as defensively. The problem with this team is this. Kyrie's playing fine, too. He has 25 points per game, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, shooting 48, 41, and 89.5. It's not even... The two top two guys are playing fine. You added a defensive piece in Grant Williams. I know you went after um, Matisse Thybul. Unfortunately, that did not work out because uh, we um, Portland uh, just matched the offer. Yeah. You added shooting with Seth Curry. So, yeah, like you said, the biggest issue is the defense. Because if Grant, Grant Williams is good, a good defender, but he ain't like, I don't think, I, I don't got, consider him he, elite. He, if Grant Williams is guarding the other team, the number one option, there's an issue. There's a major problem with yeah, this team, th- though. There's a problem with that. There's too. a major problem with this team, though. They don't have the assets. Either. Yeah, they don't. So, <laughs> like, how, like, when, like, when you, you perfect example, you guys traded away OG Ananobi and you guys traded away Pascal Siakam. Dallas was interested. You looked at their trade offers. You instantly were like, no. <laughs> if, it, if we have no other, no, if we have no other team that wants to trade something, then we might as well trade it because you kind of have no choice. Yeah. But, yeah, like, what are they gonna trade for? Because, again, they're they're a perfect spot for, again, Mikhail Bridges. But they're rumored to get Miles Bridges at the moment, right? Dumb and Phoenix Suns are in on Miles Bridges. I'm not sure how we know. I don't watch Charlotte, so I don't know how he is as a defensive player. And obviously, he's been out of the league for a while, for a year or so. Like that's a good. That's a good thing. I think Caruso is a good fit for them if you want to look defensively. But the problem is the assets because Caruso is going to require a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and not a lot like, oh yeah, he, it's, it's more than you expect. It's more than you expect. Yeah. Right. And because he's been an all defensive player, that's what your need is. The problem is your best asset right, right now is what Omax, Josh Green. You're not gonna give away Derek Lively, right? So how are you gonna make these moves? Because I want to throw out there Clint Capella, which was the team I wanted to bring up. Dejounte and Clint could fit this team perfectly. The problem is how they can't get him. They can't. There's no chance. That's what I'm saying, and right? The only the only thing they could get the only way they could get him is getting rid of Kyrie, and that's not happening. They're not getting yeah. They're not yeah. getting rid of Kyrie. I think, and I, I don't think Kyrie's the problem here. It's not. I know like, he's played 27 games, so maybe the health aspect of it isn't the greatest at the moment. But they need to add defense in any way possible, and they need to go out bargain hunting if they can, and add guys like Jared yeah, Vanderbilt that could be available. You can't miss this two years in a row, especially yeah. with this window, right? Like Kyrie and Luca, they're is balling. That duo, they're like they're a great duo. You found league. a value finding Derek Lively, yeah. as well. So like. You can't you can't waste this year, and I I want to see Kyrie and Luca in the playoffs. I really do. Yeah. So I'll actually be really upset if they don't make it. Because right now the Lakers are a game behind them. Yeah. Right. They uh, Lakers obviously have the two extra losses. That's the two games in yeah, hand. Yeah. So they have two games in hand too. Yeah. But the pro like yeah like I said, Jason Kidd's gone after the end of the year if they barely make the playoffs and they're a first round exit. We all know what Luca does in the playoffs. So maybe it's just one of those teams that if you just get in and that's it. But I don't yeah. know what else to say about this team. They're, they've been, they've been, they, they fooled us again, like you said, and um, they don't have the assets unless they could f- they have to find a third team to mix some things up. That's the only way I could see this happening. Yeah, it, they're in a tough spot here. They definitely are, and like they they are a better team than they they're showing. That's for sure. Okay, last team that I want to talk about is obviously they're going to be the Lakers. I, I'm going to just keep them la- for last. Check out the video we dropped about them. I think last week. A week or so ago. Yeah, a week or so, yeah. Again, probably the most inconsistent team, the biggest range team there is in in the NBA. At one moment, you think they're contenders, like yesterday when they played the Knicks. At one moment, you think they're not even going to make the playoffs. Currently sitting at ninth place, 26 and 25, three games out of a playoff spot. Currently in a play-in spot. I think they should be in the play-in spot right now with Utah 
and Houston kind of struggling, but even though Houston kicked our ass. Um, trade deadline, again, coming up. And we talked about it last time. We're not going to spend too much time on it. It's that DeJounte trade. It's pretty much lined up there. Russell's playing well. I said that that's not the problem. I think the problem with the Lakers is the coaching. Now, if they're going to coach like how he coached yesterday, then I'm fine with it. He made the adjustment. Torian Prince came off the bench. You started Rui Hachimura. Um, and you closed out the lineup with Austin Reeves and some like other defensive pieces out there, right? D'Angelo Russell was on the bench. Torian Prince closed it up. Makes sense because of the defense side of things and so on and so forth. And that was against a hot Knicks team, which we're going to nah. talk about later. I might do the trade now only because Jared Vanderbilt might be out for the year. DeJounte's a much better perimeter defender. He was all defensive team at one point in his career um, than D'Angelo Russell. We know that. And because of that, I think you need to do a couple of moves. Like, you do that move, you're going to lose D'Angelo Russell, which means you're going to lose proper playmaking um, with shoot shot creation. Now, D'Angelo Russell is a guy who has been on a heater recently, has cooled down a little bit. He's that type of guy, right? A very streaky player. That, that's him throughout his career. Still a very good player. I think it's bullshit. Like, you, you could disagree with me. That teams are not interested in that contract. I don't think he's making much. What is the contract? I'll, I'll look it up. But, like, they're saying that he's a negative asset. Please explain how he's a negative asset. Uh, DeAndre Russell is a good player, right? And, obviously, when he went to Brooklyn, it really propelled him as a player. It really, honestly, it worked out for you guys last, uh, in the last deadline, right? Him joining the team really helped you guys go on your run, right? He did struggle in the, I would say, the second and third round of the playoffs. I think he did. I think he had a good first series. Yeah. against the Grizzlies but yeah Russell's a good player he could get his own shot he could hit the three ball his biggest weakness is his defense two years 36 million dollars so it's like 18 million dollars how so is two that years money? yeah that's a good uh, and it, you'll that kind of, I guess because the 18 million will call, carry over next year which I think is a player he's a for sure a UFA in 2025 he has a player option next year I believe that's what it is but again 18 million I get it he I if you're if if okay, we're not gonna be trading him to a contender most likely, right? Yeah. Like if it's Dejounte Murray, I understand why Atlanta might not want to want him because Trey Young is there and that and defense no is gonna be and atrocious. No, and you need no to find fit. a third team. You could bring his value up if you bring him on a team that's struggling at the moment, and you could trade him again next deadline, or in the off season, right? I do, I don't understand the negative asset part of things. If it were up to me, I wouldn't even trade him, right? I think it's a coaching thing, clearly. Like, you said it yourself, outside of the injuries, which have been a concern, AD, re- outside of the last two games, has been... He's been... In my opinion, if Lakers were way better than this, I don't know if you would disagree. I think AD is considered deep boy, and he is an MVP conversation. Not saying he's a favorite. I'm saying he would be top five, if that was the case. I think he... LeBron and him have been neck and neck together in that in the best player this year. I think a- I give AD the edge. Because he's played more games and his defensive... Like, yesterday, he didn't have the great offensive game, for sure. They won that game because he was the defensive leader yeah. against the Knicks, yeah. right? So, what, what are your thoughts? Again, I'm, I'm going to take my bias out of here. I know. The thoughts is, like, again, like the Mavericks, it's a it's a better roster than they're showing, right? Uh, the Lakers are a good team. They're a great team. Um, we've seen that in the playoffs last year. We've seen that when LeBron and AD are going together. They're, they're going to be hard to beat. And I don't feel like all your games like have been like that bad. Like you've been in a lot of games. Here's right? the thing: we start especially off bad. Yeah, 
and we have to play catch up. But you're in the game, right? That that's what I'm trying to say here. Like you're in the game for a lot of them. And the thing with you guys is, you make you guys just somehow choke against the, the shit teams. <laughs> that's the main thing, right? I, like, yeah, we lost to some of the good teams. Like you, you, you beat the good teams. Some like of you them, beat yeah. the, you beat like half the good teams you played. You beat them, right? You beat the Celtics and you beat the Knicks. And you go out and lose to the Nets. You go out and lose to the Rockets. You go out and lose to whoever other team you guys play. And uh, you're not winning the games you're supposed to win, right? That's the thing. Like, there's a criticism that we had for some a lot of teams that like, okay, they're they're beating easy opponents, right? But they're winning the games they're supposed to win. Yeah. If you guys did that, you guys would be clearly like, you know, top three right now. There is no culture set in there. And then, again, Darvinham's coaching has been questionable. Again, I really don't want to fire the guy. But then you might have to. But the problem is who's going to take over. I don't know if anyone's sitting out there. Like, I don't want Budenholzer. I think he the biggest issue why he got fired was he didn't make adjustments when he needed to with the Bucks, Right? He got that one championship. That's the only reason why he got the extension. If he had lost that championship, like, imagine if KD's foot was not on the line. He would have been gone that year. Yeah. And it just ended up being delayed by another year and a half or two years, whatever it was. Right? Um, yeah, well, with this team, I think it's it's coming down to the players' mentality and the coaching. But knowing them, they are going to go trade. And you preach the continuity, like, rightfully so. I think they should continue that. But unfortunately, if if um, Jared Vanderbilt's going to be out and he's our defensive guy, which, again, I don't know why Darvin Ham does not start him. Um, you might need to go out looking for that defender. Rumors are, again, Caruso Drummond. The other rumor, like I said, is DeJounte Murray. But we'll see who who that option is going to be. Um, that's that's with the Lakers. I'm um, not going to go too much into it because we talked about them last week. Yeah, so we'll move on to the Eastern teams now. Do you right? have any Western ones you were talking about? Or no, that's it? The, Suns? No, they're down. Suns, you already know, like they're in a situation where they can't really add too much. They're <laughs> just like a can. Yeah. They're in talks with Miles Bridges. Yeah, so it's not, not too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, my point. Um, but yeah. they've been killing it. Though. Yeah, no, their big three is healthy. Yeah. They're finally playing together. Okay, what was your uh, sorry? What was your Western pr- Conference prediction for the finals again? Well, I don't even remember. Was it the Suns? Was it the Nuggets? I think it was the Suns. Are you gonna change that to the Clippers now? Yeah, I've I've <laughs> say this. I say this every year. If the Clippers are healthy, I'm picking them every year. The problem though with them is you have a playoff choker, and yeah, ha- and Paul George hasn't been the greatest playoff performer. But then you have a playoff Clippers, legend. But you have a playoff legend if he's healthy. Yeah, right. and quite. Their kryptonite is just health. That's yeah, no, no, healthy. like they they are the most well-rounded. Well coached, well coached, built team, like their stars are their best defensive players as well. Like, you, that's amazing. Like yeah. having that is like genuinely like that's probably the best asset you could have on a team. All right, moving on to the East. Yeah. Okay, so um, I've mentioned the team a lot. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Why are you not trading Mikel Bridges? <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Why are you not trading Mikel Bridges? You're out of the playing spot. You're 20 and 28. Yes, you're one and a half games behind the Hawks, who we'll talk about next, literally. Is Mikel Bridges of a number one option? Yes or no? Simple question. Oh, no. Is he a number two option? Barely. Is he a number, elite number three option? Yes. If you're getting offered five first round picks for him and maybe a, 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 yeah, a salary filler and maybe a, no, a good young guy, would you make that trade? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they aren't like pounce on this opportunity. You messed up by um, giving away D'Lo and all these guys in the KD trade and the KD signings and sign and trade, and you brought in Kyrie. 
because you didn't expect what to happen, I, I will give you a little bit of a pass. You made the wrong head coach hiring because, again, like we said, first-time head coaches with superstar was, That was levels. a player decision. That was not a GM yeah. decision. Um, that was a player decision. Ultimately, you still run the team. You got to figure it out. Joe Lacob and all these guys got to figure that out. But you trade this guy. You trade Spencer Dinwiddie. You have a bucket of Cam Thomas. I'm not saying he's a number one option either. He's he's. I think his potential high is like a Jordan Clarkson type spark plug off the bench. Because yeah. when he gets going, and I've seen uh, him as a Lakers fan, man. like we we seen we seen this guy had like 40 point games. We're like Cam Thomas, out of all the people, are dropping 44 points. And the next game, you see him have like yeah zero. But you need to just go go for a rebuild. Right? Yeah. Like, to. what are yeah. you gonna do? You're out of a playing spot right Bro, now. Bro, you're, do, you're doing what the Raptors are doing, man. They're, they're being stubborn, right? They're not. You gotta get rid of them. You can't win with this. You, you genuinely can't win with this. Like I'm telling you, if OKC comes calling, you need to answer the phone because they will. Oh, they yeah, have. The like everyone will fucking. If trade the for Pacers OKC. come calling, you answer. And anyone, if the Warriors or Dallas are calling, you might want to consider. <laughs> but because just because of the asset wise, but you gotta listen to what they're saying. Because the rumors of last year were four first-round picks from the Grizzlies. The rumors this year are very similar. They're saying that he's off the market. He ain't going to get traded. Obviously, I think that's bullshit. Like, yeah. I think that's bullshit that they're doing that. I'm oh, not yeah, saying that's, yeah, yeah. they're yeah, bullshitting. Yeah. You, yeah, okay, great. You're going to make try to make a push. Okay, you might get a play-in spot. What's going to happen? Like you're, These are the current play-in teams right now for the Nets. They would right now, if they squeak in, right... Bro, okay. it's Miami, Orlando, Chicago, Atlanta. It doesn't even matter who the playing teams are. Yeah. If you make it, you're playing the Celtics or the Bucks or um Celtics or the Bucks. Yeah, Celtics or the Bucks. You're getting cooked. Yeah. <laughs> there's no chance. There's there's no chance. And yes, we've seen Heat upset the Bucks. That's a Heat without Giannis. And, uh, that's a Bucks team without Giannis and Damian Lillard. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter. Like you make the play and you're and you ain't the Heat. Huh? <laughs> and you're not the oh, Heat. Yeah, and you're not the Heat. You don't have a guy that rises that and is like a regular star or all star player in the regular season, but then becomes a superstar in the playoffs, right? Exactly. So you don't have anyone like that. McCall Bridges ain't that. Yeah, he's got an offensive game. Listen, if you're in the NBA, I'm sure everybody was hooping and dropping thirty or forty in high school easily. Right? Oh yeah. It's just like when you get in the league, not everybody's gonna be LeBron, Steph, Kobe, Jordan, all these guys, right? Um, you got to find out a role. Mikael Bridges' role is an elite 3 and D player. Yeah. Okay? Trade him. Those are valuable. They're very valuable. So, I don't know what Brooklyn's doing. Answer the... F- let people know you're trading him. You're going to get a bidding war for him because he's that great. He's pro- I think he's under contract for a couple of more years. And get it done. And start your rebuild. You might have to do the same thing with Cam Johnson. Send him somewhere else. Thomas? No, Cam Johnson. Johnson as well, yeah. Yeah, because they got yeah, KD yeah, trade, right? Yeah. Um, and then Spencer Dinwiddie might not even give you value much. So, do it. This is the only way you're going to get better, or you're going to lose this guy for nothing. Yeah. Simple as that. Unless this guy wants his money chasing, then he might sign the bag with you guys. But that's about it. Yeah, but you're not going to win. Yeah. You're, you're not going to win. Yeah. Um, speaking of another team that's struggling, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Atlanta. Um. Probably like five Massive years disappointment ago. disappointment for me. Five years ago, we're like, yo, these guys are going to cook, right? They have these picks. They have Trey Young balling. And yeah, it's been ever since downhill. Trey since Young, to be fair, not unlike last year, this year he's been performing. He's been good, well. yeah. Like he's, he's, we'll get to the All-Stars later. He's considered an All-Star snub to some people's eyes. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, and, uh, but everything around Atlanta is just not, it's not who good. Who are you going to blame now? John Collins is gone. Yeah, like, who, like do who, you blame? Blame? who do you blame? I don't that, know. Who that was their biggest thing. Like, well, John Collins is at fault here. Let's get freaking one player is going to ruin yeah. your whole the team. The team right? that took the Bucks six games 
that year the yeah, Bucks won it, I, so, I believe, yeah. and upset the six, uh, Sixers. Sixers and broke them. Yeah. <laughs> because Simmons, like, literally. As, they literally broke the Sixers that year because yeah. Simmons didn't play afterwards for them. Um, I don't know what you're doing. Right? I thought when you made that DeJounte trade, that was such a perfect fit, in my opinion. You bring in now a defensive coach, but the problem is the rest of like Sadiq Bay was a solid pickup as a role player. I don't know what's happening, but at the moment you're training away DeJounte Murray, which doesn't make it doesn't I guess it makes somewhat sense, but well, it looks like they're heading for another rebuild. Is Trey Young <laughs> even bound? Is Trey Young going to get traded? I think that, that was gonna be my next question. I think he can, bro. Like I'm not saying he, he this year or anything, but like he can this year, literally. I don't think at the deadline. Off season. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about off season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Off season, he can. Next year's deadline, I could. If this is the same Atlanta Hawks team, I think Trey uh, Trey Young is gonna by the latest next year deadline, he will request a trade from Atlanta Hawks. And I won't be surprised. Yeah. Right. You you have a good coach in Quinn Schneider. I would have yeah, loved man. to have him on the Lakers right now if yeah, I wanted Quinn to. Quinn Schneider is a solid coach. Yeah. But I I don't know what's happening. I think you already have a good young piece in Okongwu. You could keep Trey Young, sure. If you want to... Oh, oh, you want to keep Trey Young. Yeah. You do want to keep Trey Young. But, like, if you're going to trade away DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, go for it for sure, right? I think, like I said, Clint Capella, I didn't mention him earlier. Thunder is another spot for him that could fit that Steven Adams role. Um, Steven Adams, we'll get to the trade in a second. But I I just don't get it. Like, why are they this not this good? Like, we, they were literally a Western Conference final te- or Eastern Conference final team a couple of years ago. Bro, like, legit, and I remember in 2019, they had, like, all these picks. They had these, all these young guys were like, yo, these guys are set up. Like, how the Thunder are set up. But they, they messed it up. They messed it up. Uh, like, DeAndre Hunter hasn't been, like, the... The guy. The greatest guy either. You got rid of Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish hasn't been that guy either. Well, he's bounced around. He's been injured this year, but... Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, they, they messed uh, look, up. Some of it is bad luck. Some of it might be your developmental system is the greatest. They're six and four. You're they are on a four game win streak though. So we'll see yeah. how the season ends. But the problem is you have a Dejounte Murray trade in hand right now, and you have a uh, about five days or four days, four and a half because the deadline's like at twelve PST. Yeah. Uh, to make that decision ultimately, and and we'll see about that. But uh, we'll talk about probably a team to keep an eye out for the off season. But let's move on. Let's go to the positive side of things here a little bit. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, um, Ford, killer. They're jumped to the third seed right now. They're one game off second. Dumb and the Knicks both have been hot. We'll talk about the Knicks next. Yeah, they both have been hot. The Cavs, yeah, like Donovan Mitchell is playing incredible. Uh, is he going to sign an extension? That's the biggest question mark there because I'm pretty sure Cavs fans and Cavs front office are on their knees trying to get this ex- uh, extension for Donovan Mitchell because he has been absolutely incredible. Donovan Mitchell. Is he the one of the more underrated stars in the league now because he plays for Cleveland? Because no one really talks about how good he is. Because in my opinion, him and Jalen Brunson were both snubbed. At least Jalen Brunson plays in um, in the Mecca, right? Yeah. He's in Cleveland. The question is, do you? Um, obviously, they're trying to extend him. I agree with you with that. If he wants out, you're not going to trade him, obviously, because you're third right now. You can't. You can't. You really can't. Yeah. And you do what I think they're a team that should buy. And if they know that he ain't coming back, if Donovan Mitchell has said, I'm not coming back, so it's up to you. You trade me or you do the Kawhi Leonard thing and try to find pieces like the Raptors did in a couple of years ago and try to help me win a chip this year. That's the route that they should take now at this point. Because he's been on a heater and Mobley and Garland have been out. They just got back recently. Yeah. Right? He's been doing this recently. To the point where he should be top five MPP talks, in my opinion, right? 
Like, there's nothing else to say. This guy's put. I did it with and without his teammates. His two yeah. best players alongside with him. Yeah. He did it without him. So, there's nothing else, much else to say. He's been averaging 28 points per game. He's been scoring. He's been running the point because Garland's been out. He's been running the offense perfectly. Like, you, he's been incredible and he deserves his love. Like, he def- definitely does deserve some love here. Again, I, it's Cleveland. I haven't watched much Cleveland, but. What kind, like what moves can, you saw the master in the playoffs? How much of that was just like dumb not just not being there at the moment, or how much of it is like okay, this is what they need to add because they added Max Struess and he's been okay. Yeah, uh, our, wait, wa- watching that series, it's just like Jalen Brunson cooked them, and then Donovan Mitchell didn't, <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell didn't. It's as simple as that. Jalen Brunson won the battle, right, and the war eventually as well. So. Is maybe that was the biggest issue? No, Donovan Mitchell wasn't the best player in the series. It was Jalen Brunson. Another thing is they probably didn't have a guy to stop Jalen Brunson. That could be an issue if they find a guy to stop, uh, defend another team's first uh, best player. That could help a lot as well. Yeah. Um, because uh, Mobley is a great defender. He ain't guarding Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Right. You need a perimeter guy. Your, your interior defense. Interior defense is amazing. Big, yeah, Bickerstaff's yeah. got to figure out a plan because like. The Lakers yesterday with Brunson. Now I hope that Randall wasn't there. You and OG obviously wasn't there. Was like you just ran doubles at him. You make him uncomfortable. And even then he still dropped and cooked. And I think he put over thirty. Uh, yeah, he dropped like thirty-eight. I think. Yeah, but. But you know, like they gotta do something like that because interior defense is just no issues. We both agree with that. Yeah. If they could get a perimeter defender, I think this team is set. I really do. Uh. And I think th- this team could like compete with the Bucks, right? Because if they're second and third right now. Looking like they're I a second can. round matchup. They can. Because they get a perimeter defender, because I'm, I'm not saying Giannis can get stopped. Mobley and Allen together, I think they can slow down Allen. I mean, uh, Giannis. Yeah. I think they can. The issue is Dame. And we know when Dame's hot. No, there's He's no stopping hot. him. But can, but, you, can you slow down Dame? I don't thing. think Mitchell's slowing down Dame. I don't think Garland's slowing down Dame. Here's the thing, though. Their defense isn't the greatest either, the Bucks, Unless they make moves. Again, talk, we'll talk about them soon. But... And you have Doc Rivers. So well, let's see what happens to that. <laughs> but oh, is that too? Um, but that's the jokes aside, though. Like you're right. Like the Cavs could beat any team, but the Celtics at the moment. Yeah, I, I do believe that. So go out, maybe just make add depth pieces, make this team better in any way possible. Make them better. Get a premier defender. And just try get, to get a premier defender. If, if you know you're, if especially if you know you're losing Donovan Mitchell this year, you still have Darius Garland, Evan Mobley as your core pieces. Yeah. Can, and maybe you try to go out all out this year, just make a move, a couple of moves if you can. We don't know who's available. Well, I, I don't know who's available, but find a perimeter. I defender. mean, we are, we have a list of people that might be yeah, available. Find a perimeter defender. Simple as that. Yeah. Um. You mentioned the Knicks. Let's talk about them. I think this team obviously they played the Lakers and they lost, but out before that they were on a nine game win streak. OG, that only question mark with him has been injuries, but outside of that, when he had played this year, apparently his advanced stats show he's the greatest defender of all time ever since he joined the Knicks. You know, and that helps <laughs> that he has the Thibodeau system too. You know what's funny? We've been seeing this, yeah, <laughs> as in Toronto, right? Like, there's nothing new. It's just that now he's in New York. New York, he's in the recognition now, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Knicks, you can't really say much about their last loss because they had no Randall and OG, right? They, even though they did choke in the fourth quarter, they didn't score a point for yeah. like seven minutes. Yeah. But you know, Jalen Brunson's that guy. Um, Randall's been good. OG's fit well with his team and done in, done incredible, right? Three and D, perfect guy in Thibodeau's system. Is this 
it, who are you more confident in, this team or the Cavs to go to the finals? To make a run, because I'm not going to say finals. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. just finals. To like, make a run, just, yeah. I'll just say make a run, because we already know who our final pick is right now. I'll go with the Knicks. Um, yeah. I, I'm I going with the Knicks. I was going to say Knicks, too. Uh, they have they have a guy who could slow down John, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Right? They have a guy who could defend under the, the perimeter, and obviously... And could switch. And could switch anywhere. Like, he could... OG and an OB could defend all five positions. Except it's just you had to watch out for his injury concerns. Exactly. And uh, the Knicks, to me, are more well-rounded than the Cavs yes. Um, Unfortunately, I don't believe Jalen Brunson is a superstar, at least yet. And I think he's one of the more underrated players, for sure, because I thought he should have been a starter. No, oh, yeah, 100%. Right, over Dame. Either him or Donovan Mitchell. But yeah. especially him. He, he, missed a, uh, he missed it last year, right? The All-Star game. The, yeah, the last few years you you have it's been shown that you need a superstar caliber player, but this is a team that like you said is well rounded. That I won't I will be surprised if they make the finals. Don't get me wrong, because I think it's either Boston or Milwaukee if Milwaukee figures their stuff out. But like I won't be surprised if they go on a run and make it tough for them. I won't be as surprised as much as the Cavs if they make the finals. But if the Knicks make the finals, I, I, this is my team out of the whole NBA, both East and West. That if they make the finals, this is the least surprised role player-ish team not calling Brunson role player like um, without a superstar no, without a superstar team that's the best way to put yeah. it that could make the finals like what the 04 Pistons that's what I'm saying yeah no no one really has done it since the 04 Pistons yeah because every year after that you had Kobe you had James you had Dirk Duncan you had Durant Curry Duncan, yeah. Duncan um, recently Giannis Jokic Jokic right so everyone has been a superstar since then but this team I think has that potential to do that um, and like unlike the Hawks, who did give six games to the Bucks, I have a feeling this could this team could beat them, right? Yeah. Uh, beat any team. Like I, I think I, I have. I think this team is well matched against this uh Celtics as well, because we've seen Joe Mazzulla in the playoffs kind of like struggle a bit with this play, especially in that Heat series. Yeah. They did. And then you have Thibodeau, and the problem with Thibodeau is he's gonna play his guys like crazy during the regular season, which could be a wear and tear issue later on. I guess they have Drew Holiday to slow down Jalen Brunson for sure. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. St- but I think it's so well matched that, I w- yeah, you ha- you have OG who could go on Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown's an up-and-down guy, right? I think he's, like I said, he's an elite two in the league. Jason Tatum, OG on him, could do a great job to slow him down certain games. Yeah, but he, Jason Tatum is a superstar that he, yeah. he, he will uh, get Jason his Tatum, 25. Jason Tatum's getting his points still, even yeah. with OG on him, because we've seen that happen, again, in the bubble against the Raptors as well. I've I've seen many Jason Tatum and OG battles. They've been back and forth, but at the end of the day, when, Jason, when you're that good like Jason Tatum, he's always going to win. Okay, let's talk about a te- the team that we're talking about that they could beat in the box. Is it just straight-up add defensive pieces and that's it? Yes. And how much of it? Oh, first of all, Doc Rivers, head coach of the All-Star game. Ah, three games. <laughs> three games. He was a surprise himself. It's only, be- it's only because Joe Mazzula, um got it last year. So, so they're, the, they're like switching it? The two years in a row, you can't get it two Oh, you year. can't get it two years So remember when Nick Nurse got it? It was because the Bucks, it was our Bruno Bruno had got it already. Yeah. So it was the same, same thing here. He's the sec- It would have been Griffin, but obviously it's not. He did say that he might give his, um whatever, if he does win or whatever the earnings would be, he would give it to um he would give it to uh, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. But yeah, but anyways, obviously Doc, he's got a lot to prove. Dame has got a lot to prove. The front office needs to figure out some get some defensive pieces for them, and when they do, I think this I still think they're my team if they add defense. 
and they've just figured something out. And like more specifically, premier defense. You have again, Not, this, you have Brook Lopez. Yeah, exactly. Brook Lopez and Giannis. And you have Giannis. Yeah, Giannis couldn't guard everywhere. We already know that. Giannis sure. could guard everywhere, but you need a guy strictly on the perimeter because you have three guys, and you have Brook in the paint. You have Giannis. Wherever the hell he you wants do to be, both, yeah, yeah wherever the hell he wants to be, he's the definition of five position yeah. defender. And then you have uh, just the guy on the covering the perimeter, kind of set in all three areas. So, yeah, if I, I was getting a Cavs a good perimeter defender, same thing with the Bucks. How surprised were you that like you you thought that the Dame offense would overpower the Drew defense? Obviously, you were wrong. Were you surprised? How surprised were you by that? Uh, and how much of that is on Adrian Griffin? No, not not really. Like, did I favor Dame? Yes. Was I wrong? Yes. Am I surprised? No. Just because when it comes to defense, Drew Holiday is that guy. It's like it's like the shift, right? Like making that deal, you just turned into a defensive team to an offensive team, basically. Yeah. Right. And uh, Bucks at the end of the day, I always believed they had a better defense than they had a better offense. All right. Let's move on to the last couple of teams here. The Pacers are they in the same thing route as the Thunder? Yeah, they just just let it run. Let let these players get the experience and see what they can do by themselves. And then try to sign Siakam. And, <laughs> and yeah, and like at the end of the day, right? Like like the Thunder and the Pacers, if they go on this run, that's doubts for you. Right? Yeah, you, you there's but confidence from you that like they could do it with this core. But we saw it with the Hawks <laughs> as well from a couple of years ago. But yeah, but the, also with the Hawks is Trey Young's inconsistency as well, right? I don't yeah. think Halliburton and Shea are gonna fall off for like a, that bad for a year. Shea especially not. You could, I could see it more in Halliburton. But, but at the end of the day, Halliburton's always going to have his playmaking. Yeah, that's right? the thing. And you need to pair him up with a couple of scorers. Yeah. You got one in Siakam. Can you get another one? Right? Exactly, yeah. Um, 76ers, they're falling off right now. Embiid got hurt. Unfortunately, might not get MVP. It's a torn meniscus, which sucks. Uh, I believe it's a torn meniscus. Um, do they need to... I still think they, they're a team that should get Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. That's the team that that's I have a, that's a good Brock team, and yeah. circled for sure. That's for sure. I would say that's the best fit. Um, other than that, get him beat healthy and then you're not, you'll be fine. The issue is, is always with them the playoffs, you know, how they perform, and yeah. that includes Embiid, right? Yeah, because I personally believe that Maxi has been better in the playoffs than Embiid out of the two years that they've yeah, one or two years played. Two years, yeah. Um, and the last team is the team on the screen right now, Miami. Struck, they're kind of they picked up two wins. Terry Rozier has struggled so far. I think he finally had a good game recently. Yeah. Um, this is where I expected him to finish off the year. I was generally I was surprised how they started. I thought they were gonna start off slow instead of they started off hot and gone cold. Um, they obviously recently had like a, I don't know one two they, three, they four, lost five, how many six, oh, yeah eight game losing eight streak. game losing streak yeah right, it was crazy in the middle of the Terry Rozier trade that I didn't realize they're in the seventh seed right now and they're half a game out of sixth. Obviously, I still think they're a, a team that gets in. They're very weird, right? Remember, they beat the Bucs, and then they got destroyed by the Bucs, and they um, beat the Bucs, and now they're... I don't know. It <laughs> might be a thing like that, but your thoughts, are you're surprised? Is it just... Me, I was like one of those teams that, like, you know, I was I was still confident in the Heat, right? Even when they lost pieces and stuff. I was like, what? I don't know. I didn't understand why people are writing them off so much. So, like, I still expect them to make a top six seed if they were playing properly in the regular season. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm surprised more about, like, this losing streak because I don't know really what went wrong type of thing. What else could this team add, in your opinion? To Honestly, I think they got anything. Whatever they add, whatever type of player they add, I think is an upgrade. I think Malcolm Brogdon fits here as well. He lost yeah. Kyle Lowry, right? Yeah. I, I think, think he's a guy, Chris Paul, if he comes available and yeah, healthy. I, I just think any, I, I think any upgrade works. I just, yeah, shooting, 
anything. Yeah. I yeah. Like shooting, defense, whatever it is. I think anything will be an upgrade for the Heat. Because Jimmy Butler will turn it up in the playoffs. We know oh, that. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, that's it for the NBA side. It was a good almost an hour with it. Yeah. Uh, but my last question for you right now, your favorite of the West, you said it's the Clippers. Your favorite of the East, it's still the Celtics. Celtics. Who's winning in the NBA Finals if they were the NBA Finals? If they were the NBA Finals? I'll probably go to the Clippers. They're, you just uh, they think that they have the more experience in the stars? Yeah, I think they have more experience. I think coaching is the big one. I think coaching is Ty, Ty Lue, Yeah, right? yeah, that's the big one there. And then you have Kawhi Leonard, right? There's no, there's no com- combining both teams. There's no better player in the playoffs than Kawhi Leonard um, when you combine both of them. Shout out to Ludo because like all that disrespect he's been getting because it's all LeBron. It's all LeBron. He obviously shut them up now with when he took over the Clippers. So that's great for him. I hope. I wish that. I mean, as uh, like Frank Vogel did fine, but I wish we could have had him. Obviously, but I think it was best for him not to be a Laker because of LeBron. That like now he's doing this. Yeah, he has superstars. Don't get me wrong, but he shown without those superstars. But they he, went to the they went to the conference finals and lost Kawhi to the Suns. Yeah, lost yeah. to the Suns in the conference finals when Kawhi got hurt. Was that no Doc got fired after the bubble? Yeah, they, right? I think they had to lose that. Doc beat you guys. Was that was that the year? When the box won? No, that was the year. Okay. That was the. I'm not sure if that's the. Uh, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Tilu then. Okay, I, I don't fully remember. I don't think they will fire Doc after that run. <laughs> Doc always True. lost, right? Remember, like they never. I'm pretty sure Doc got fired at the bubble. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 not 100 certain with that. Probably you're right. Uh, yeah, no point I, checking it right now. Yeah, I don't but, remember, but I'm um, pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm in a tough spot as a Laker fan. <laughs> if it's Lake, if it's Clippers, Celtics, and I unfortunately have to go for the Clippers because if the Celtics win, they're ahead of the titles. That's it. Yeah, simple as that. I can't have the Celtics win for that reason. Other, if it wasn't that, I probably would have went for the Celtics. Player-wise, I'm in a win-win situation because I love Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I also love Jason Tatum. So player-wise, I'll be happy. Team-wise, um, biased. <laughs> I'm going Clippers uh, because I don't want the Celtics to have the extra trip. But full biased aside, full analyst mode, even though I'm not saying I'm a basketball analyst, but if I'm just watching, I think the Clippers are the most well-rounded, well-coached team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that wraps it up for the NBA for us. It was a solid, fun hour there. Uh, a lot of other big topics to talk about. We'll try to keep those. Um, we'll just share what we think. Simple as that, like we always do. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the NHL. Uh, I think the big news out of that, we had a firing, we have a trade, and we have massive international news, and we had the All-Star Weekend. Well, I think the biggest news is the best on best. Oh, yeah, 100%. Olympic hockey is back with NHL players. And the emphasis, NHL players, because Olympic hockey was actually never gone. But NHL being back in the Olympics is incredible just because we get to finally see a McDavid versus Matthews. We get to finally, you know, get those bragging rights games back, you know. Um, obviously, one is between us and Greg Wyshynski. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we finally get to see this new talent, this new generation of hockey players go at it on an international level. So the thing that's happening in 2025, that quote-unquote World Cup, is not called the World Cup. It's called the F- Four Nations Face-Off, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I'm like I said, I'm a fan of it because we're seeing something. Yeah, we're seeing something. Um, I think you were not a fan because it was called World Cup, but it's yeah. now now that it's not called the World Cup, are you fine? Yeah, with I'm it? fine with it. I think the only like I said, the only issue we have is maybe we can't get to see Pasternak play. We don't get to see Drysaddle. Drysaddle play. Kopitar. Kopitar. Well, yeah. Russia in general can't play. Yeah, no. Uh, was Kucherov Russian? No. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Russia in general will fix your shit. We can't. We can't defend you there. But um, outside of that, so that's happening in 2025. There's no All Star game. It's gonna yeah. happen during that, which makes sense. Um, this might be the last All Star game in a while because 2026. It's like you said, years. the Olympics 2027 are there. All-Star is next All-Star game. Probably, right? So yeah. 2026 and 2030, the Olympics, the NHL, so the IIHF, the NHLPA, and the NHL announced that the world's top players will participate there. Um, the last participated in 2014, and then they had that weird World Cup of Hockey in 2016 was the last best on best. Uh, not really either because Matthews and McDavid teamed up yeah. in that one. Um, uh, there was an agreement in 2022 because of COVID they couldn't do it and that one rightfully so just because it, the pandemic actually rose a lot then yeah yeah Um. The I think they'll be playing on NHL uh, ice though like which uh, uh, it's not Olympic ice yeah like the, uh, sorry IIHF ice it's uh, yeah I mean at the end of the day I don't really care too much because when you play soccer it's the same field <laughs> right it's so yeah, um, I don't think there's much of a difference. I don't. I'm not gonna have. But people are saying the edge is a lot more for Canada, USA, I guess, like and kind of Sweden. That, that's as well. that's that's only. Shit I feel like I don't. Yeah. I don't mind the bigger ice because like we see it in FIBA World Cup. They play with a different ball, different rules. Yeah. Right. They're more aggressive. So I I don't care. I think the NHL again. We're seeing something. I'm not gonna complain too much. But I would have rather seen just like normal. Yeah, if I would have picked one, I'm picking the. Yeah, IIHF. that's also you yeah. give like teams like Latvia a chance if you really need. Yeah, to. and then but th- at the same time, I'm not gonna, you know, complain about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. The other thing with this is that Russia's status is still up in the air for 2026. Uh. The w- w- the organizations intend to host a full World Cup in 2028 and 2032 as well. So it's gonna be like that every other year. You'll yeah. have an international tournament starting from, uh, except for 2025 and 2026. Yeah. So starting 2026, we'll have World Cup and Olympics. Um, so we'll have Olympics. Like a 20, full proper thing. We'll have a 26 Olympics. We'll have a 28 World Cup. Yes. And then uh, we'll go this on Olympics is like all. That. This Olympics is in Milan and uh, 2030 is going to be in France. So good way to grow the game as well. France is getting, wow, France is getting a lot of Olympics. I mean, remember, I think it was Beijing had like, a couple of back-to-back things. They did. I think no. It was uh, so France has 08 Beijing and then 2022. Paris Beijing. has what? This is 2024. So Paris has a 2024 and then France has a 2030. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, no. Um, Bring it back to Vancouver. <laughs> uh, political side of things, we're not gonna get into that. Yeah. Sports fan things, perfect for us. We get to go <laughs> for that. But let's continue on here. Let's talk about the sh- uh, All Stars very quickly. Uh, we're not gonna go break down. T. Matthews won. He got MVP. McDavid rigged his way to a million dollars. This both was rigged. <laughs> but no, uh, all all jokes aside, your reaction to the changes this year? I mean, I was a fan of it just because I didn't like these like talent show weird ass like freaking scene type things, with, like the breakaway challenge necessarily. Yeah. I, I didn't mind those challenges outside where they had like remember the Vegas one where they had like the blackjack challenge type thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm. I was fine with that. That was because they fit the theme. Yeah, yeah, it fit the theme, right? It was still hockey, right? They're showing, yeah. they're showcasing hockey skills. Yeah. Right. That's what this All Star was about, and I liked it. Um, obviously there was definitely some ones I didn't like. They were, I, I seemed watched boring. it back. It I seemed, I, I like, didn't, I didn't mind like it. the the passing challenge to me seemed boring. I didn't mind it. When I, was, I watched it. I, I felt like the targets weren't good. I felt like the targets could have been yeah. better type of thing. Obviously, shooting accuracy we love. We love the shootout. We loved hardest shot, fastest skater. The classics. The classics you know. have to be there. Yeah, they have to be there, right? And I'm just happy the shootout was there, like a proper shootout. Yeah. Right. Not none of this like breakaway challenge shit or whatever. Um, 
or was it the safe streak type thing where goaltenders like it was a proper shoot that thing was that thing was both a safe thing yeah it was like both yeah it was was it gorgiev who won the gorgiev won it yeah and then uh, obviously the shoot like it's it was about it's kind of like when we play basketball outside and we do like that little shooting star challenge yeah, yeah. thing it was similar to that i enjoyed it yeah uh, skills wise not, not no complaints i think it's what i watched as a kid and I, yeah. I enjoyed it as a kid and he made it more competitive in my opinion yeah uh except kutrov <laughs> but kutrov the least fans got in his head yo. yeah but um the game itself yeah it was a little bit more competitive i think i don't know if a million was always on the line so if this uh, the game nothing really but again changed, yeah. if people are saying i i have a thing with people say the all-star weekend is back I'm not going to judge it based on one year because we thought the NBA was going to be back, the uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, it wasn't afterwards. I think it had two good years. 2020, 2021 was pretty... Uh, no, 2021 was the bubble. The the next one, the one after that Yeah, one. those was, two were fine. Those were fine. The last year one was shit. And yeah. then the year before... The other one, I can't even say it too much because it, like, it was last minute. Plan. In my personal opinion, opinion, I love NHL... I love the NHL skills competition as a kid. Yeah. Like, that was always my favorite one to watch. And... Uh, they finally got back to that. Yeah. The player draft, um, keep that. I think the NBA made a mistake by letting go of that because last year's was crazy for them. But the NHL-wise, keep it. I wish, though, they don't automatically partner teams, mates. Like, I would have loved to see Drysdale go at McDavid. That's not a World Cup setting, obviously. Um, excuse me. Um, I think that would have been a little bit better. I get why they did it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I would have loved to see. Like, the best part was Rick Bonus was coaching against Hellebuck. And Hellebuck, and then you also had Kyle Connor out on yeah, a different yeah. team, right? They're on different but then, teams. like, when you have a captain, the, like, obviously that's a different story. If they pick him, they pick him. Uh, like Quinn Hughes, but Quinn Hughes and PD were already together, and eventually they got all the yeah, packs minus know. Lindholm, um, which is a, obviously Tate McRae makes sense and why she took him. There's one question I would ask. Do you think, would you add, like, a, a celebrity game? Yeah. Like, oh, celebrity game. Yeah. No. No. Or like a celebrity ask. celebrity basketball at least fun to watch because it's easier to see. Celebrity hockey is just I think it's just be a or a celebrity drag. aspect. Like what if the celebrity aspect of the captains I'm fine with. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. That's so, I'm but fine not with playing. That. Not playing. Not playing. I don't think ice hockey is one is too dangerous. That's true. <laughs> That's the other thing. I saw AMP video. <laughs> What's his name? Chris dislocated his shoulder. Actually, yeah. Wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I didn't watch it. Yeah, no, but. I think it's too dangerous for celebrities unless they have ice hockey experience. But what, okay, Basketball is so much easier. What, that's if it, why. what if they have like a celebrity challenge and you not know, like a game? Like what if they do a like a celebrity shootout type thing? Keep it to the players. Keep it to the players? Keep it to the players. I think there's there are so much gimmicks with this. They find because it, I, they're only, only reason, the right track. Only reason I, I'm saying that because Justin Bieber was like in warm-ups and stuff. Like, oh yeah, like that, I'm fine with that yeah, yeah. stuff. But <laughs> so what, I'm like, what if there is, was like an actual challenge but with like, the captain? The NBA celebrity game has always been there. And I think that part it's a good factor. Because basketball is a different sport than hockey, unfortunately. I don't think... I, I don't know. I would watch it one year. It's going to be such messy hockey that I don't think it's a it, point. I'm not saying a game, but like maybe a challenge. I have to see it, but I... I no, like I, include I it be, with a thing, bro. Like, what if they're at like their... I don't know. I don't know how it would work. Never mind. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how it would work for hockey. If it was like floor hockey, if they go to a gym, that's a different story. Just have a separate <laughs> setting. Just have a separate setting, but yeah. I think that was, that was too much. All right, let's move on to some trades. Yeah. Um, and by trades, there's only one. The trade deadline might be dead <laughs> already. Yeah, all the players are gone. Because <laughs> Rutherford is a machine in trading early. And w- the other top, one of the top guys is gone. We'll do an NHL trade deadline. I do have an issue. Uh, before we talk about this trade, I have a question for you very quickly. Do you, because the NBA trade deadline is literally this week. The NHL trade line, line is in another month. Do you feel like the NHL one is way too late and the or the NBA one is way too early? I think... 
I think Angel one's a little bit too late. Uh, like I don't want them at the same time. I would say like Angel two weeks apart. Huh? Like yeah, two, two weeks apart. Yeah. If MB is first week of February, I won't mind Angel being like last week of February. Because Rick Talkett said this is the second. This is the second week of March. I think McKinnon said and Rick Talkett agreed with it was it's too late because. You only have like a month to get the players yeah, configured, April, yeah, which April. is why Rutherford says he did does the trades early because of that reason. The, and we saw last year with the whole Tarasenko Kane thing. The thing is this: the trade deadline should be like in the February 20, 21 type of like that. Yeah, something like that. I think the pro is that like if a player gets injured, you have the time. Yeah. But the con is to There's get no ready for yeah, yeah the playoff. No chemistry. And I lean for it should be a little bit earlier. I get the injury aspect; it happens at any moment. But then, like, what's the point of a trade deadline and then a month and a half later you have the season's Playoff over. Starting. Not even a yeah. like legit a month. Yeah, it's March 13, April 14, around then that season's over. At that point, and here's the other thing: at that point, a lot of teams will know that they were going to be sellers. At least with the NBA right now, it's so pa- the parity is wide open that like the reason why the Brooklyn Nets are not trading Macau Bridges is because of that, right? Um, because they have a chance at a play-in, and now I get it, that's a play-in. But like, if they're even like four games out of a playoff spot, in this case, the NHL team is out like eight five points out of the or, or eight points out of a playoff spot. They could just be like, oh, we could hold, we could hold, then whatever. So uh, yeah, it's both. Pro, there are pros there's, and cons. Pros and cons but I think it should it, yeah. be earlier. That's yeah, just me. for sure. But let's get back to the trade. Sean Monahan is going to the Winnipeg Jets. The Montreal Canadiens have done a masterclass with this Monahan because they got a first round pick with Monahan from Calgary, and they got rid of Monahan for a first round pick as well. So the it's a first round pick in 2024 and a conditional draft selection. The conditional pick is a third rounder in 2027 if Winnipeg wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like trade-wise, people are like outside of Lindholm, they're saying that it was the next center that was up there. You were like, huh, Sean Monaghan? But then trade. I actually looked into what he was doing this year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, it makes sense. It made sense why the yeah, Canucks yeah. fans and analysts were saying that, okay, maybe Sean Monaghan's the better get than Lindholm because it's a cheaper price. Yeah. Which in this case it is. I guess the salary, I don't know if there's salary retention involved in this. But yeah, like you said, Montreal, I don't think it was. I don't think it was Montreal masterclass for sure. Yeah, Montreal masterclass. Yeah. Um, yeah, Montreal isn't retaining any uh, yeah. salary according to Arpin Basu from the Athletic. Um, Monahan is on a one-year contract worth to one point nine eight five million cap hit for the remainder of the season. Uh, uh, for the remainder of the season, I don't weird writing, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Winnipeg, one of the surprise teams of the year. Add another qual. They had a quality center. I don't... Who's their centers right now? Shifley is probably one of them. So he's pro- probably... Probably take another look at it. Sean... Uh, either way, he's a 2 or 3C, most likely on this team. Um, had a great years with Calgary. Obviously, kind of fell off a little bit the last two years in Calgary before he ended up getting traded. I know injuries were a factor. And obviously, a bounce back from Montreal. Um, yeah. yeah, Montreal, just, it's, it's done incredible. Obviously, we are, we're, we're not expecting much, much from Montreal anyway, so it makes sense. That Sean Monahan would be gone. So I'm just looking at a roster here quickly just to figure out if they have any other centers. Is it one of the guys from LA? I mean, Cole Perfetti or yeah, Gabe Lardy. Okay, so maybe yeah, he'll probably yeah. be a two or three C. Yeah, two probably or three C. Yeah, he's a middle middle six guy. Yeah, so it's a good ad. Obviously, another guy off the board. We'll again we'll talk about the NHL trades more closer to the deadline to see who's eventually going to be available. So another five weeks. Uh, maybe in the meantime, we'll try to reach out to someone. Maybe Greg Wyshynski will come back yeah. to talk about it. Because, like, the top guys off the trade, many people's trade boards, Elias Lindholm. Sean Monahan To the Canucks, and then Sean Monahan. Um 
last thing, a little surprising, especially the time. Not surprising, but guess the timing. The timing. Because we thought no one was going to get fired. And ever since we said that, two coaches and potentially a third could get fired. Right now, though, the coach is Todd McClellan. Yeah. They kind of went on a Miami heat streak. Yeah, well, it, makes, it makes sense, right? We said Todd McClellan's seat is warm slash hot, or hot in this case. And, uh, yeah, the Kings... Well, I'm not even hot in this case. He's burnt. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's burnt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dusted now. Yeah. Um, yeah, ever since the new year, the Kings have been pretty dreadful. Yeah, I think we had an eight-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. They went on the Miami Heat type of thing. Yeah. I thought that early on, this guy was the contender for coach of the year. Early that on. thing is, it just falls apart. So, Jim Hiller, the interim coach, will be his interim replacement. I believe he's the assistant coach. Yeah, um, I would have given him to the end of the year. That would have that would have been just me. I don't know. The new coach bump will it be enough? Is it too late? Hey, if this is, is a trend, thing, if, right? if, if if it's not too late, it might be. Bro, man, people are gonna get fired in March. Here's the thing: people the difference is the Canucks did now. it. The yeah. Canucks did it too late because they were way out. Yeah, they're in a play-in spot or a wild card spot. Sorry. Yeah. So it's not even that, right? So that's why I'm gonna bring up the next name, Sheldon Keith. Yeah, so to just do it, I don't know. We'll see how. But if, if if it's actually a thing, bro. Yeah. Like we're not saying this is like it works for well, everything. Bro, the job but security is gone. It's gone, but bro. But the problem is, <laughs> people are getting fired in April. Depend- no, they're the, getting fired in April. The back. key <laughs> thing is the owners, though. Yeah, that's because true. It, at the end of the day, you fire someone doesn't mean you don't pay them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Paul Maurice left himself. That was the difference, right? Yeah. And so he, I don't think, unless they had a mutual agreement, uh, if you fire someone, you're still gonna be paying. Like I think. Milwaukee is playing three coaches right now, paying yeah. three coaches, yeah, which are. is Budenholzer, uh, Griffin, and now Doc, right? So, in the NBA. So, here, y- yeah, you're right. <laughs> People might do that. Bro, gonna, but the NBA owners, like or NH- the owners in general around the league. Like, imagine the wild. They're like, okay, we went on this sick streak, fire the coach, and just keep on firing and rehiring. Listen, the co- firing co- and hiring. kind of did that two years in a row, right? Yeah. So, the difference right now is our guy is actually killing it. So, but yeah, um, no, like every ten games is like wildfire coach. Yeah, <laughs> just going on like their five game win streak. They're like, oh, they we lost three in a row. Fired. Yeah. What What do you think though? Um, yeah. Justified, but it, it's fair. It's fair. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, what the hell? Why did you do that? But I do. I did believe that it was gonna happen in the off season. Uh, yeah, same. I thought he should have stayed along. I thought this co- team is a young team. He did super well with them last year. No one thought they were gonna be a playoff team last year. And the challenge is the Oilers, right? Last two years, they had a seven-game series the first, and then six-game series. Yeah, so this I, one. I don't think he should have been fired. Just to be fair, just to give him a little bit of credit, but I see why because, again, coaching security is out the window now. Is, th- is that at any and like, any? Sport. The thing is this: like when you're coming off such a big move, right, and it's not working, yeah. the coach is gone. That's how it is. Okay, um, that's it, right? Yeah, quick So, Sheldon Keefe, do you think he gets fired, yes or no? Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I see you in three weeks when he actually gets fired. Yeah, quick fire, boxing. Uh, boxing, uh, disappointment, but I guess a little bit of hope, though. Yeah, you got a little bit of both. Fury Usyk has been postponed, not cancelled. Postponed, so P- postponed. The, the new date is out. Yeah. But Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk postponed because Fury received a massive cut. When you look at the picture, I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it. Um... It was a, it was a massive cut, yeah. So I see why people were saying that he could have done it on purpose <laughs> or not. Okay, I don't think you want to. Like, I don't I don't think anyone you know how people cut. are gonna make yeah, excuses? Like Usyk's size is gonna be like that was done on purpose to avoid the fight or whatever. Yeah. To be fair, Fury looks like he's in shape shape since that Naganu fight, so yeah. I don't b- buy that. But you know, 
there was rumors that Philip Herogovich, the one guy who's up there right now, is explored to replace Fury, but I don't think that's going to happen because they agreed on a May 18 fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Somewhere around in May, they yeah. agreed to it. And on top of that, if either of them um, pulls out of the fight, they're losing $10 million as well. So that's like a, f- like that's a full That's like on. the incentive as well yeah, okay. for it. So, so there's no point of a... So there's no chance that Usyk is fighting on February just because they're fighting. Because of that, maybe. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the... Unfortunately, it sucks. We, we were looking forward to it. It's literally the first boxing fight of the year. That was the big one of yeah. the year. I don't know if there's anything else happening now. Um, but moving on, though, it's going to be a fun May slash June because Dimitri Bivol is back. Artem Bitrebev. I don't know. Bitrebev. Yeah. Uh, for the cruiserweight, we talked about him with Nick... Uh, Nick Baldwin, he's a Russian Canadian, so there's a Canadian aspect to this. Uh, he's taking on Bivol. This is supposed. This was supposed to be that version of Errol Spence versus um, Terrence, Terrence Crawford. Crawford of that division. Obviously, not as extreme as that those two were. That's happening on June first, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a massive fight to look forward to. And before that, you have um, I think May five is for sure. Canelo will be fighting. It's not announced or anything yet because he always fights on like that Cinco de Mayo weekend. You have Lomachenko versus Kambosis for a belt yeah. in May, and then you have Fury Usyk. So it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get going. It's gonna go going, and then you have this Haney Garcia is heating up again. And so yeah, so boxing yeah slow start to the year. But Shakur Stevenson also retired. As well, oh yeah, so which is a little weird. We didn't talk about the last time. I know that. So yeah, we didn't. I think he's coming back. I think it's a publicity yeah, stunt. It's, it's, it's just a thing, man. So you you know about these boxers. We'll see how that but goes. But then again, if it is like it's. Loki smart at dumb at the same time. Yeah. Smart because health wise. Okay. Uh, F one. We're talking F one. So we, we we don't watch F one at all. But then we got this news that was Kevin Durant snake worthy. Yes, because if it popped up on my Twitter, it's massive news. I I've seen a little bit of F one because a lot of people have been going on F one. I know your soccer team has yeah people following it. Like you no, know, uh, we know the guys. You know. I know a couple Verstappen of people. is like the best right now. Yeah. But the potential GOAT, um, this is, by the way, if we ever clip this, is two noobs talking F1. Yeah, we have no idea what that was going on. We, there was a thing. So the news is Lewis Hamilton is racing one more year with Mercedes, but he's already announced that in 2025, he's racing with Ferrari. From what I hear, two noobs talking, by the way, Ferrari is like the England soccer team. They're like that, or the current Man United. They're that team... That's up there, but then they never always choke. They never get it done. Never get it done. Never get it done, right? Um, so it's like that. He's joining a historic franchise. I think three hundred million a year is what my friend sent me. Uh, also, something with ambassador role. But he has been with Mercedes so long that many people thought he was going to retire Mercedes because he could have joined Ferrari. Shout out Nick Shuck. I tuned in a little bit to the Great Iron podcast. They were talking about this because and they let off with this. Yeah. You know what's massive when TSN in Canada is talking about it. ESPN is talking about it. Uh, and now we're talking about it. Everyone's talking about <laughs> so it. So it's talking about it. So Troll Football, I think, put a thing called explain this in terms of football or slash soccer. And someone said Messi joining Real Madrid. And you know that's extreme. That is extreme. <laughs> if it's that. Or is it like if it, it I would I, I don't know if it's to that extreme. But or at least at the KD to the KD Warriors. KD to the Warriors. So Lewis Hamilton. Who's Lu- arguably Lewis a Hamilton, goal apparently yeah. from what I hear. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton is... Him and the battle that him and Verstappen had these last few years have been insane. 
It's like Cars 3 versus <laughs> Hamilton is getting old. Imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and Cars then you guys 3. killing it. But yeah, um, I think the only thing that confuses me is like you ha- you're racing one full year and you announced you're leaving. Yeah, what if it's just like, you like, know, rig your car, flatten yeah, your tires. So you, so you don't obviously win. Obviously Mercedes ain't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, it's like, okay, are you really in it to win it then? At this point, you're like, you're, you're like, you know how people say when you think of retirement, you're, you have one Bro, foot man, out the door? You already know how this is. When you're getting close to retire, the is that the two things that come up to mind? Your ring chasing or your money chasing? Yeah. We already know what this is. Louis Hamilton has done everything in the sport. Supposedly, okay, he, he's done everything in the sport. From what I could, so from what I read, he's getting the bag. From what I read, though, like it's also Mercedes should have. Like, from what I heard, he's still good, right? Like, yeah. Again, we're two noobs talking about F1. We have no clue what we're talking about fully. But the reason why I think it's a fun segment to clip, <laughs> but um, from what I saw in here, he didn't get the ambassador role in Mercedes, and I felt like if that if that was the case, he should because oh, he's yeah. been that loyal to them, and he didn't want to pay him that much. Now it could be because he might be quote unquote washed up. I don't know. I don't know F one. I'm just saying that. And Mer- Ferrari will is willing to do that again. Ferrari, big team, big um, big company, etc. Hamilton, big name. Maybe Hamilton's the guy to turn it around. Can be, yeah. So it's a win-win situation. It, but yeah. it could be a win-win. But at the end of the day, when you want so much, right, you're going to you're gonna want the place that gives you the most money. Yeah. At the, right? True. We've seen all these soccer players go to Saudi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, all, they all won. Yeah, the only thing confusing me is because in soccer, which we'll transition to with a perfect transition here, usually you see a a guy who's going to be a free agent the next year, they could sign a pre-agreement six months in. So I know F1 isn't like a North American thing, so maybe that's why. Uh, but in European soccer, we could see pre-agreements happen. Like the one we just saw this past weekend. Kylian Mbappe is going to Real Madrid. Reportedly. Reportedly. <laughs> uh, so with Mbappe, we actually generally don't know because... We thought he was to be a Real Madrid player two years ago. And then... And then he somehow offered to him PSG. a bag. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, we don't we we don't know with Mbappe, but at the moment you have a team that has Mbappe, Vinny, Rodrigo, Jude, Modric if he's still playing, and then whoever else, Camavinga, Chuameni. You have your goalie back. You have a Courtois back. So, yeah. So here's the, the UC, thing: the UCL is finished. Mbappe has decided to join Real Madrid. Sources tell ESPN's Julian Lawrence, uh, contract is set to expire on June thirtieth. Is supposed reportedly will announce next week, so this coming week, uh, that he intends to leave. Next thing you know, the report's not true, and he's like, "I ain't leaving." Imagine. But I think if it is coming out this much, um, but here's the thing: Sky Sports correspondent cautioned that Mbappe hasn't communicated a decision either way to PSG. So yeah, so, so classic Mbappe. PSG declined to comment. So I, I, this is now at the situation stage where if it's, it's August, I need to see him in a Real Madrid jersey. To play. Or like to believe it. Yeah. Or, okay, fine. That's a little too extreme. He's standing with Florentino Perez at San Diego Bernabeu doing well, the, the, the signing day. The signing, the day. signing day. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going to see it to believe it. Right? Like what Shohei Otani did with the Dodgers. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. So, outside of that, if I, if I just, even if I see a report that he is, uh, even if he says a goodbye message before he's done that, I'm not believing it. <laughs> Especially I don't Mbappe, care. I don't believe and it. And we know many Madrid fans that are not happy with him because of this and they think he's greedy. Fine. That's fair game. 
But yeah, uh, our reaction, your, your point, UCL should be done, but rumors are Vinicius Jr. could still leave. Yeah. Um, um, out because of this. Money reasons. Uh, Makes sense. It could be money reasons, financial fair play reasons. It could be just he wants his own team, blah, blah, blah. A name that was brought up was Man United. Again, we'll believe it till I see it because exactly. our situation is weird right now. Except recently we've been playing well. So Madrid fans might not be happy with Mbappe. But they will be. Uh, but uh, they will be soon. Yeah, I know. But Madrid fans might not be with happy Mbappe. But you know who we're happy for? Jeevan Badwa. Yeah. <laughs> so we should actually start it off with that. <laughs> Jeevan Badwa, our first ever guest on the podcast. Our cousin. Legit first cousin. Uh, huge congratulations to you. Huge shout out to you. He has signed his first pro contract with the Vancouver Whitecaps FC two team. Um, meaning that he could, he is eligible to get called up for the first team whenever need be. Um First professional contract signed through 2025. From the podcast side of things, bit uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Hopefully, we could get you getting it soon. But from from just two cousins, family members, well, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I am getting emotional <laughs> talking like about this. <laughs> we gotta bring it on here. Uh, shout out to you, well deserved. Um, our mama, mommy, shout out to them, and then your shout out to the family, brother, sister, general. Shout out to everybody um, who put their work into it. But mainly Jeevan because he's the one who put all the work in and it's paid off. Now all I ask for is free merch and uh, free tickets to Whitecaps games. Yeah, exactly. You so gotta, you gotta deliver now. <laughs> you gotta deliver. So <laughs> shout out to you, congratulations. Hopefully, in the future we get to see you on Canada's senior team because. We you. Well, yeah, we, we we just hope that this is you know your first step of an greatness. incredible career and greatness. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So once again, congratulations. But mm-hmm. like I mentioned, Canada soccer. Hopefully we get to see you there. Hopefully we get to see you in 2026 because the schedule release has happened. Um, literally before we hit record, the schedule has been released. Canada and Mexico each got 13 games for the 2026 World Cup, which has jumped up to 48 teams, by the way. Uh, and USA got like 78, I think. The rest of the games. Yeah, <laughs> so like 78. So The ca- final will be held in New Jersey at MetLife. Uh yeah, I think MetLife, yeah, New yeah. Jersey. MetLife is in New Jersey. And then the bronze medal game. In Miami. Which honestly fooled us because we thought Miami had the gold medal game for a second. Then we realized it was a bronze medal game. Is in Miami, the Hard Rock Stadium, where the Dolphins play. Canada has, I'm not, Canada has 13. Vancouver, more specifically, has seven. Five group stage games and yes. two knockout games. Of one, those, on, one in the 32, round of 32, and yeah. one in the round of 16. Of, of those five group stage games, two will be Canada games. But it's not the opener. The opener is it's in, in Toronto. Toronto. So, yeah, we'll see what the draw is. I don't know when that's going to be. But that's huge. Can Vancouver got seven out of the 13, which is obviously the majority. Which proves we're better. <laughs> <laughs> the world thinks we're better. <laughs> we're better. Um, no, but it's big. So, obviously, you could fans, you guys could register on the FIFA website to try to put your place to get information on the tickets. We're going to try our ass off to get tickets. But it's in two years' time. Or two and a half ish years time. Yeah. Hopefully we grow as a podcast and we could just get in media wise. Just show them a BTR logo. Yeah. And um, we're in. So we're excited for that for sure. Um again, we don't know if Messi or Ronaldo were playing at this point. Yeah. I think Messi retires after the Copa America, but Ronaldo just cause just cause might just like grind it out. But yeah, outside of that, it's it's gonna be fun. Uh Vancouver's gonna be popping. Sir, you know what the best part is? The games are actually gonna be on our time. Yeah. Right? Like, we don't have to wake up at freaking 7 a.m. just to watch a final. Yeah. Type of thing. So, that that's that's the best part. I'm hoping 
here's the thing is obviously I'm not working my current job but we're doing this full time but if I am working I'm taking two weeks off oh yeah <laughs> my first of all it'd be impossible to get into downtown that's true and then, yeah. hey we could get some public contact going which we start doing soon but hopefully, yeah hopefully for like you know yeah I mean I'm just excited <laughs> okay so that's the soccer side of things let's get to quick uh, NFL or MLB where do you want to start NFL we'll start off with the big news the big news Dan Quinn is filled up the last head coaching spot for the Washington Commanders. And yeah, Ben Johnson was gone. So Washington, I think Ben Johnson would have been the commander's coach. So supposedly the interview didn't go well with Ben Johnson. Um, Ben Johnson reportedly, supposedly, I'm not sure if there's a true source that's on Twitter, said that like he wasn't into the Washington side of things. He thinks it's too basketball heavy, which then I look back at it. I'm like, Magic Johnson, Bob Myers. Okay, makes sense. I see his point. Yeah. Supposedly he didn't interview well either. I don't know how much of that. He just didn't want the job, but... Yeah, but Dan Quinn, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I believe he deserved another opportunity. Maybe not not off the best of terms of how Dallas' season ended. I just don't like this on Washington's side of view. I, I, I don't think this is a good fit for Washington. That's just me. Yeah, Um. the thing is this, right? Dan Quinn, we're not saying Dan Quinn's bad, right? Dan Quinn has, as much as he is a defensive specialist, he, he has taken Atlanta to a Super Bowl at the end of the day. He choked, but he took him to Atlanta to a Super Bowl. The thing with this is the com- Dan Quinn was a defensive specialist, and Atlanta's defense was one of the <laughs> was definitely one of the lows, low points yeah, of that so that's team. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying, right? But this, yeah, he doesn't have much to work with his Washington defense. When he has Sweat's gone, and uh, Chase, Chase Young. Young is gone. Obviously, you still have a uh, uh, Payne and Jonathan Allen as well, but there's no like real young stud. Yeah, piece that's like I just don't like there. it because. I want, they have a second overall pick. I would now unless they were getting a D'Amico Ryan's type of guy to help with the with CJ Stroud, I would have went offensive. And I understand their uh, fingers were tied because or their hands were tied because um, obviously Bobby Slowick said no, he's not coming. And then Ben Johnson. Was but I guess this is where the issue of where you take your time and you wait it out goes wrong. Colts waited it out. It worked out for them last year. These guys didn't wait it out. I think Mike McDonald ended up choosing Seattle over them. Anyways, if that was the case. As well, which is a perfect. I was like, that would have been the fine. I would have been fine with that for um, Washington, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Like, I I think it could still work. I do believe it could I still work. I think he's work. gone in a couple of years. I, I I'm sorry. I I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to be Frank Wright. He's not getting fired in his first year. That's for sure. Who knows? He's not. <laughs> I I I'm confident that. Okay. <laughs> I am confident that. We'll we'll see. I'm. Not, I I agree with you. I think that's that's just more of an extreme. Like I think Dan Quinn at the end of the day, I think. Yes, on un- un- he has unfin- unfinished business. I think he's still capable head coach. I do is. believe that. This will determine who his offensive staff is going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, that's clear. You have to have a proper offensive staff. Don't get me wrong. So then I'll judge it. Then we'll see what happens in the season. I just don't like the fit. I don't think this is a good spot for him. I could be completely wrong. Like I've been many times before with certain things. I just thought they should have went offensive or someone younger and fig- fig- figure it out from there. That's that's just me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not saying is it the best option, no. But I don't think it was their only option. I don't think it's I don't think it's worst. It's their only option. I know it was, it was their only option, but yeah. I don't think it's the worst option either. Okay. Um he stays in the division though, which is good. Uh, not yeah. uh, not oh, good, but which is up to not him. good, yeah. But uh okay, let's move on very quickly on assistant coach slash coordinator news. First up, Mike McDonald, his his assistant coach will be Leslie Frazier. That's big. That's big. So that helps young coach, right? Yeah. Like we talked about in the NBA. 
when Adrian Griffin did have no, that, that, a little that's bit, big. That's big. Uh, did have what's his name, Terry Stotts, but so DC right there. So they still gotta work on their OC, right? Or I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I think it's filled out, but a lot of the names I might not recognize. Yeah, but the names that we recognize, the Las Vegas Raiders got their OC, and then didn't. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury decided. He accepted it and then decided to withdraw from it. So it's still an opening. I'm not sure if they filled it up yet. Cliff Kingsbury, best known for his coaching for the Arizona Cardinals. Up and, and down. Really, up and down. Really and then up before, and down. Well, it's up and then down because yeah. literally he starts off hot and then not. They cool off. Um, yeah. at, and best known for Texas Tech as well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'd, if he will take another OC job if there is any openings. So we'll see with that. That's it for the NFL. Let's end it off with the MLB, and uh, we might go rap mode again. But let's just start off with the big news. The big news, yes. Corbin Burns is the big news. Corbin Burns is going to be a free agent. Yes. But the Milwaukee Brewers moved on from him and traded him to the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Corbin Burns um, for infielder Joy Ortiz, left-hander D.L. Hall, and the 34 pick. In the 2024 draft, this is the first time ever I've seen a draft pick involved in an MLB trade. Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought I was reading an NFL trade. Corbin Burns has proven that he... Obviously, an he's an ace. He's a Cy Young winner. Has he had the best last... Has he had his best years in the last couple, last two years? No. I could, I could tell you that he didn't. But Corbin Burns is going to lead the starting rotation in Baltimore. And uh, the Orioles need a starting pitching. He's one of the best available, and you got him. Yeah. Um, and they cannot be done. They're like, they could still add more with amounts of starting pitching still available as well. Yeah. Like, Corbin Burns is that guy. You could pair him up with a Snell. You could get a Montgomery. You could get you still have these guys, right? Like, you still have a bunch of assets to move. Yeah, no, absolute W move for the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say anything wrong about Nothing this. Nothing wrong with it. We were kind of confused why they took their time. We see why now. Um, one year, let's see if it gets extended or not. That's that's a different story. But for now, with how tough the AL East is, and I'm going to bring back the Blue Jays, is, yeah, they're still the biggest loser. Simple as that, right? The moves they Just made, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Justin Turner, um, bringing back Kevin Kiermaier, Chad Green, right? I think, and then the guy, the, the Cuban, Cuban guy. Y- Uriel Cabrera, yeah. is his name? Those are moves you make when you lose later down the line. Those are not moves you make when you've been in the first round exit, not a single playoff win with the current core for the last few years, right? Now your divi- your division is already one of the hardest in baseball. It just got harder because the Yankees are one of the teams that won the offseason or one of the winners of yeah, the offseason. Yeah. But they added Soto and the guy Verdugo and others, a Stroman. And now Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns. And a new ownership is coming to Baltimore with that young core who I think is going to just get better and better. Ali Rutschman is a MVP candidate in the f- near future. Um, Gunnar Henderson is going to get only get better. Jackson Holiday is in the come up. You guys, ha- you still have Ryan Mountcastle and Anthony Santander. And you still have assets to move. That team is going to be amazing. Tampa is not going to be a slouch. We know that. Tampa's Tampa never o- goes away. Na- Tampa never goes away. And Boston might surprise some, pe- some people this year. Toronto, you need to figure your shit out. Because I don't... Okay, again, like we said last time, we think that what you did now is... Sim, um, you might you just believe that last year was a fluke, right? I'm, I'm hoping for that. We're Blue Jays fans at the well, end of the day. That's the issue. Yeah. We're hoping. Exactly. We're not convinced. 
Because we don't, I don't know, know if they're convinced either. We don't know if this pitching staff is gonna be as healthy as, as healthy it was. It is. Like ability wise, I do believe in the mobility. Is Alec Manoa? They were be healthy. Back? Yeah. Is Yusei Kikuchi gonna be back? And we don't know about the other three. I believe in them, but we don't know. I believe in their ability. Yeah. But we were l- luckily, very luckily, so healthy. Defensively, the only person that got hurt was Gosman for like two weeks. Yeah. Defensively, or a week and a half. Yeah. Defensively, no issues in the off field, outfield. Defensively, you, you're probably losing Matt Chapman. So your defense in the infield has gone massively downhill, even though he did not provide the bat and get the contract situation. But you have to figure that thing out as well. Is Vladdy going to bounce back? Let's see. Because last year he didn't. The year before that, he was li- a little bit better he than was, he was last year. He just went downhill. He was, going, uh, he was on a decline. Bo Bichette, great year last year. But the year before, he did not do well till September. Yeah. So George Springer, you've been on down on him. I'm hoping he. this is just last year was a fluke and he'll be better. He'll, Dustin Turner is 39. So we've seen him at least have a great year last year, but we're rambling. You, you but can't it's be annoying. finished, man. You can't be. You, ca- I don't know. Like, are you? Do you believe they'll make a trade? I can't. I can't. I don't know. What I'm, what I'm, for the reports like I saw is dead, that Justin Turner's the last big move they're gonna make. Their deadlines have been dreadful. Yeah. These last couple of years, their off seasons have been dreadful, right? They lost last year's off season too in terms of results. Yeah. Right. They traded the number one prospect for a guy who was barely in their lineup. And the only reason he wasn't in the lineup is because of defense. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced they're going to do anything. They're and the they're coming in here like, oh, all this stuff. They didn't, even cha- they didn't even change their hitting coach. Yeah. The coaching staff is all the same. So. For the most part, that I know. Yeah, right? so. They, instead, they lost Luis Rivera, right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, maybe we bring Blake Murphy on. Let's see what his thoughts are. We're, like, we're dead inside. We're crying inside. Yeah. As Blue uh, Jays fans. Yeah, we're the biggest loser in the offseason. I don't care. A lot of that is... With bias, sure. I don't know what other team could possibly have done worse uh, that are that are considered contenders. Could be exact. I mean, Seattle did something, too. Seattle did something now. LA Dodgers clearly did something. And uh, Yankees are not better. Your division is one of the hardest. That's one of the reasons why you're the biggest loser. You ain't in the central. Exactly. You ain't in the central where you're going to get a bye week if you were to be that good of a team. So, yeah, figure your shit out. You guys are the biggest loser. Let's see if this is the only move... Um, you actually made it. Please surprise us and get Fernando Tatis. I don't care. Well, not even that, man. Get Jorge Soler. Get yeah, someone. at least Jorge Soler at the minimum. Uh, like, like we know your options are limited, but like, there's still a couple good people out there in the free agency. Yeah, so, yeah, um, we'll just leave it there because we talked about them last time. But And you guys can check our reaction to that out as well. But we'll leave it there. That was a good hour and a half podcast we had. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back with the Super Bowl preview next episode keep it this week if uh, if the nba trade deadline is good we've seen at least a couple of trades you'll see a trade deadline recap video on friday but um once again shout out to jeevan and uh make sure you guys check out the nhl tier list like comment and subscribe help us reach 400 subscribers and uh, make sure you guys follow our socials and we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.